Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Report, a Dogcast Studio podcast. You can catch us every Wednesday. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our show on Facebook and Twitter, and Merry Christmas, baby. Your tummy's rumbling. You are hungry. Oh, you need the sausage from Jimmy Dean. You like breakfast sausage? Yeah, Jimmy Dean. Oh, I am super hungry for that sausage, Jimmy Dean. Yeah, I'm hungry for Jimmy Dean. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. That's right. Jimmy Dean bringing us in with a little culture personality. This is what you get on the Turnbuckle Report when it's breakfast time. We're recording (laughs) on a Saturday, getting ready for a Christmas Wednesday. We're not going an hour tonight, boys. It's not going to take an hour to talk about what happened on Wednesday night, talk about what happened on the week of wrestling. Got a little Kevin Owens re-signing with WWE. Let's bring in the boys all the way from Wisconsin, weighing in at, oops, not going to talk about that, the guy. What's up, brother? Hey, Merry Christmas, man. I hope you and the family are having a super good week. I hope that you guys have a super good Christmas, and I hope that you have a super good New Year. Thanks for having me on our show. Super good. Super good. And all the way from the West Coast, bringing us in with that culture personality sausage, the dog cast father himself, Joshua. What's up, brother? Merry, happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cultured. What's up? Man, that was a good bring-in you had there. It felt right. Thank you. It felt good. It just felt right. I enjoyed it. What have I become? You're very the musical today. intro friend. Every intro I've done. Turns away. It's great in the end. So that was a little Johnny Cash for you. <laughs> that was nice. That was the, you're you're very musical today. I like it. Thanks. I like it oh, yeah. a lot too. Uh, you had me rolling. And I will say, you had me rolling. Breakfast. The Jimmy Dean's breakfast sausage really is the best. They it's do a good job. Delicious. Except for yours though. The, the the sausage that you had when I came over to your house. Uh, that was pretty good sausage too, man. And that wasn't Jimmy Dean's. That was. That was the raised. That was the raised piglets that you had. Delicious, delicious. That was the raised piglets. <laughs> Get this. I go over to Leland's house. Okay, he treats me to a nice English breakfast. Okay, and what he had was sausage made from his own little piglets. That's right. Okay, they were marbled. I'm talking the best bacon you ever had. I'm talking fat back on my jimmies. <laughs> Fat back on your jimmies. I love I'm it. I'm talking. The minute I heard those little jimmies hitting the skillet, I knew I was at home. That's what I knew. They was sizzling. My tummy was grumbling. You had just the nice patina. Just, oh, <laughs> patina. man, it was just so great. <laughs> I don't think sausage has smell the sage from outside, okay? <laughs> Why were you outside? 
Because you invited me over for breakfast. <laughs> and I was standing out there all night. He was just standing outside all night waiting for breakfast. <coughs> That's what people do. He was standing outside all night. All night long, I'm standing there waiting for yep. breakfast, and you're just sitting here just telling me, uh, wait for the sausage. Here's what happened. He was standing on the corner. He was selling his rap CDs, okay? Oh, nice. Until he, he, until he met a, a little girl named Chad. Okay, he said he's, he's, he said he'd let you ride in your caddy, but then he didn't know your daddy was the leader of the Jimmy Dean sausage. And then riding in your caddy, you didn't know your daddy. Mm-hmm. I like Makes it. sense to me. I like it. Why won't you let me in? I created AEW, guys. Why won't you hey, let me what? in? Have Cody, breakfast Cody, too. Why? Cody, I'm sorry. No, you Why? took up way too much of our show last week, Cody. I burned my back you, for you, Leland. I burned my back for you. You did oh that for God. me, Cody. You really shouldn't have done that. Just, I don't know if you just noticed, for you. But you, you married Brandy Rhodes. Did you know that? He, mm. Oh my God! I did that for you too. <laughs> Guys, I will tell you that not too often do I recap our episodes. I, I just, I still, I know we're a, this is this makes 104. We're 104 episodes in, and I just feel weird about it. I, I don't listen to a whole lot of our shows. It's, I, I know it's great content, but I was there. I lived it. I don't need to hear it. But you guys were texting, and you're like, hey, guys, oh, my God, that show was 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 fire. It was amazing. You know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, well, shit. I'm, I'm doing a lot of driving this week. Maybe I'll check it out. So I plug it in. I listen to our show, and I was literally crying, laughing again, as if I never even experienced that whole experience live. <laughs> um, it was a good episode. Oh, my gosh. you, Josh, you had me laughing so stinking hard. Because that, that channels exactly how I view Cody Rhodes with this whole baby-ass attitude he's got. It's the only attitude he has, sadly. <laughs> if his if he lived in the attitude era, you're telling me there would be a lot of baby bottles and diaper wiping. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> yeah. You know what's uh, funny about that, too, is they had to use Dan Lambert this week to try to help mm. put Cody over once again. And Good luck. During that segment, when they were battling the microphone out of each other's hands, Dan Lambert started getting cheers <laughs> when they took it from Cody's hands. Dan Lambert mm-hmm. is one of the most despicable mic talkers, even more so than than Paul Heyman, man. That guy is despicable heel yeah, he mic reminds guy me of Jim to the Cornette. max. It's fantastic. I love when he gets on the mic. I get pumped when I see Dan Lambert coming. I get excited for Dan Lambert. But the fact that not even Dan Lambert can get Cody over, it's it's telling you something, man. Like, that's that's not good. That's not good. He needs to go away. How many times do we use, we, we have to say it? He needs to go away. That's the only way this is this whole thing's going to work for him. I agree. So, Cody, you're not over yet. The only, I will give him one a little bit of credit. We said this off air. Is Cody is over on the Turnbuckle Report. It worked for oh, him. Big time. On the Turnbuckle Report, it, it totally worked. Uh, about the way that I guess an MJF over would feel like. We're back to MJF getting booed again. I like it. It feels right in the world. It feels nice. His promos are fire. But I will say, I'm sitting there watching uh, Dynamite. Or I'm sorry, Winter is Coming. Which, weird. Weird name for a free-for-view, by the way, in my opinion. Um, I just wasn't digging the, the match. I got to tell you. The match didn't do a whole lot for me. Thank God, man. Are you talking about Thank God you Daniel Bryan's match? No, shut up, Josh. Don't even don't even start. We're not getting into Daniel Bryan yet, and it, and, I, and I already feel like I'm going to be fucking pissed off at you. I'm talking about this. What is it? Dante's Inferno. Dante something or other. What's this kid's name? Oh Jesus. Dante Martin. 
What a throwaway match. What a total throwaway angle. This was horrible because he, here's the thing. MJF was working his ass off in that match to try to try to get this kid over. And all this kid is worried about is his flipty flues. That's all he's worried about. He's trying to get his spots in there. Half the spots he's doing his little uh, moonsault hurricane rata things and, uh, and missing the mark by like four and five feet sometimes. How the oh, hell he is MJF supposed hard, to sell man. this? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Horrible match. He was aiming for the top rafters when he was jumping, man. Like he he picked a spot like up in the nosebleeds and said, "I'm aiming for that shit when I jump in the air because when I come down, I have no idea where I'm gonna land." So, Max, you might as well put yourself wherever I land, pal. Because there yeah. was one moonsault he did off the top rope, which looked pretty cool until he landed it and he was like nowhere yeah. near MJF, like nowhere near. He literally landed on the mat and it all, he caught MJF with his fucking like shoestring. It was so, it was so off the mark. Uh, I don't think they uh, rehearsed that very well. This is the same moonsault where he literally stuck his toe, his his all of his toes, right in MJF's jaw, right where he he popped him with yeah. the end of his shoe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah. Which I'll tell you, I don't think MJF was trying to sell that. I think it legit hurt. It's like, oh shit. Okay, I think you knocked my jaw out of line here, kid. You know. Josh, go ahead. I, I know that uh, you were wanting to pipe in there. Th- this is horrible, right? This this has got to just... An absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. An abs- the last 30 minutes of the show was an absolute dumpster fire. Every every angle of it. He came out. <clears throat> his promo he cut was all right. But then when, he come, when Dante comes out, I mean, the whole match was a fucking deboggle. Mm-hmm. It was stupid, and then you get FTR comes out, and then at the very end, CM Punk comes out. It, it just, it just, it felt like it was a last second thing. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it could have been. It felt like they tried to fit a lot in in a very short period of time because at the beginning of the show, you had a one hour. Well, I would call it an Iron Man match, but it was called a, a Broadway match, I guess. Uh, I, I've always known well, it as a, a, as an Iron Man match, but but usually you got to have guys around the ring for that, right? No, 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 no. I, the difference is it, it becomes a Broadway when it goes to a draw. I, I believe that's the difference. Got it. When it goes to a 60-minute draw, they call that a Broadway. When it goes to uh, just 60 minutes and, and, and a, we have an actual finish, I think that's that's what the Iron Man uh, is, is considered. Learning at something rate, new today though, on the Turnbuckle Report. There you go. And at any rate, the you know you had asked the question in, in text, in, in our little group text there, uh, there's only four matches. You know, this is before Dynamite was airing. There's only four matches. There's got to be some surprises. There's got to be something bigger than this. I think we got our answer. I mean, a 60-minute draw, Broadway is huge. It was great. It was I was I didn't even feel like an hour went by. Um, but I definitely looked at the rest of you know a final hour, and I'm like, why well, you guys are going to try to jam, you know, uh, three more matches in this next hour and. I don't think that's going to work out very good. This could have been th- that second hour of dynamite could have been the worst, uh, worst hour. Definitely quarter hour uh, ratings, minute by minute, minute kind of thing. Definitely the worst hour of AEW we've had thus far, which is weird because that first hour was just amazing to me. I I, I really enjoyed the Iron Man. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm hoping somebody at least on this show agrees with me. We'll see. I do not. I did not like that one-hour match at all. Uh, the commercials killed it for me. Um, I felt like it went too long. I felt like there needed to be a winner in this match. 
I felt like Daniel Bryanson looked stronger, and I called him Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson looked stronger <laughs> yeah, easy than do. Adam Hangman Page. I feel like as his first defense against that mm-hmm. title, this should have been on a pay-per-view, like a, a not a not a free on TV TNT match. I felt like this needed to be on an actual pay-per-view, and I get we got a while yet before an actual pay-per-view is coming. So we're trying yeah. to get this match out. We're trying to do it quickly, and and we're we're trying to put over. Uh, Brian Danielson, as much as AEW can possibly put this man over, and uh, I feel like they missed the mark a little bit. I feel like if you're going to go 60 minutes in a match, there should not be commercials in that match. Now, I know that not everybody okay. agrees with that. I get it, but my personal feelings are I was getting ramped up, right? So we're watching, and there's ass-kicking going on. Like, dudes are, you know, kneeing each other in the face. Uh, Hangman's, you know, battling back. It, it was constant back and forth, right? There was never one time where one wrestler was dominating for too long. Correct. One would get a little bit of steam. The other one would, would counter, and then he got some steam. And it just was back and forth like this. And then all of a sudden, we'll be right back with a commercial. And I'm like, fuck. Like, damn it. Like, I'm getting into this, and you're going to kill me with this commercial shit. Like, that That was my problem with it. And then I felt like it just kind of missed the mark after that. I was like, fuck, now nah, I don't even care. Don't care now. Josh, before I give my rebuttals, well, you know, Leland, you, you put in some good angles. You, you really liked that match, didn't you? A whole lot, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, when you when you think about how theatrical it was mm-hmm. and everything, it just makes a grown man like myself want to puke out my fucking ass. <laughs> that match was absolute. <laughs> dumpster what i mean what are you talking about an hour match where all we get is 57 holdups they're like okay let's go ahead and lock up in the middle of the ring oh yeah cool as shit then we're gonna break up we're gonna do some flippy loo move and then we're both gonna look at each other at the opposite side all right now let's take this to the outside take it right back in and let's do the same thing we just did over and over and over and over and over commercial break (laughs) Over and over and over and over and over and over commercial break. And no numbers 402, armbar. And then over and over and over and over and over and over and over commercial break. Match ends in a fucking tie. And then what did we get for the rest of the damn show? A throwaway episode. I'm sorry, to date, this is the worst episode of Dynamite they've ever put on TV. The last 30 minutes was a dumpster fire. I agree. The other three matches they fit in the other 20 minutes of the episode was complete thrown away. And there was no reason to have that long, drawn-out bullshit of a match. Because all it really did was show that all the steam that you're building up on Hangman Page, being your next guy, he's able to you know overcome anything, he's super good. Well, now he just went to a draw with fucking Daniel Bryan, which yet again brings me back to the fact that everybody they bring over from WWE in this all-elite industry is stronger than whoever they have going, because now you just said the dude that you brought over that's just mediocre from WWE now just went to a draw with your number one guy. Come on. I agree with all of okay. that except the mediocre part. I think Daniel Bryan's a little yeah. more mediocre, but but for me, I like the match. It, the commercials killed it for me. There there was sometimes in the beginning I can agree with with Josh about is the fucking holds, and and you knew why they were doing the holds. They were conserving their energy. They they knew they were going to go sixty minutes, so they had to think of shit to to, to conserve their energy. But if you're going to do that, you got to execute it better than that. And I feel like these two did not. They missed the mark, and I agree with Josh. This was probably the worst episode of any AEW event ever for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so let down. I was like, is this the fucking WWE right now? Because I do not like this. Done. I'm done. Leland, go ahead. 
Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on here, guys. Uh, let's 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 take a second before I sit here and and just and, and just argue with you guys. I don't want to argue. I just want to let me ask a simple question. Okay, I'm going to throw out uh, a couple names here. Let's say Shawn Michaels. Let's say Bret Hart. They went 60 minutes Iron Man match. WrestleMania. I think it was WrestleMania 12 I'm looking at here. Yeah, 12. Yep, WrestleMania 12 they did that. Were you guys a fan of this? I'm not a fan of Iron Man oh. matches in general. No, I don't like them. Okay, so 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 an, a 60 minute uh match is just is just too much for for you chat at least. What about you, Josh? Well, is that's hard to make the comparison to the Shawn Michaels match because well, just, it wasn't just, like that. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. I'm I'm getting somewhere. Did did you like that Iron I'm Man? Um it's probably the best Iron Man match. Well, that we agree on, 100%. We agree on that 100%. It's two of the greatest workers of all time going for 60 minutes, and it was a great ending. I, I give you that. <clears throat> the thing I talk about on this show more than anything else is storytelling, and I felt like these guys told a story. I felt like the story they told was, first of all, Brian Danielson is not a jobber. Brian Danielson is not some... Uh, fly by the way, mediocre wrestler that you keep saying he is, Josh. He's not that. This is a world champion. In every company he's been in, he's he's held the strap. He's been a world champion. At some point, I I gotta think he's gonna hold gold in AEW because that's the caliber of wrestler he is. So you put him in a main event at a free for view which is another reason I really like this match. I didn't mind the commercials. They got a little it got a little whatever, but I didn't I didn't mind the commercials because I'm getting this match for free. I was in love with the match. 45 minutes in, I turn and I look at my wife that's watching with me and, and which she enjoyed as well, and I said they're going to go 60 minutes and I bet it goes to a draw. It, so I called it. I wish I would have done this on text, but we were I was watching it recorded. I get all that. I felt like it was going to a draw because how better to take one of the biggest names in the industry right now? You may not believe it, Josh, but Daniel Bryanson is one of the biggest names in the industry because he goes worldwide. People Brian know Danielson. this guy. There you go. That one, too. You take him. <laughs> there you go. That one, too. I'll and, take him, uh, too. You I'll take him, both of them on my team, guys. <laughs> That's right. You put him in an hour match with Adam Hangman Page, which can display that Adam Hangman Page is the champion that we need right now in, in AEW. He's worth it. He went toe-to-toe. They were crisp. It was clean. It told a story. I saw my champion at the very last second. He just needed three more seconds is all he needed. And they're going to continue to tell that story. Now that they got the Iron Man match out of the way, now maybe we introduce some gimmicks into this, which I'm ready for. I don't want them to lead right into gimmicks. One of the biggest problems we had with John Moxley and Kenny Omega is the first thing they decided to put these guys in was some exploding, uh, exploding ring deathmatch shit, which apparently everybody in Japan uh, lost their nut over this, and it was fucking amazing. I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> I like what yeah. they're doing with Hangman Page. They're displaying that this guy is your champion. He is your persevering babyface. He is your new Bret Hart. That's who this guy is. And who better to display that than arguably the Shawn Michaels of today in Daniel Adam, Bryanson? Adam Cole? Oh, got it. Okay. 
That's that's my argument, guys. I felt like I, I feel like I gotta say I rest my case, Your Honor. But uh, that's my argument. June twenty sixth, oh, two thousand and five. I, I knew I went too long. He googled something. Vengeance, Triple H Batista. They go forty one minutes. Oh, Jesus. Not at one point in that forty one minute match did I think they are dragging time to try to make this forty minute match from the bell ring to the cage dropping, to the bell ringing with Batista still holding the belt. That match was absolutely unbelievable. At You had two of the greatest wrestlers at that time wrestling. Now you jump back to this match. That's only 20 minutes longer, barely. And all I got was holds and holds, a throw around, a throw around, a holds, and commercial breaks. So no... As far as having a good match that takes a lot of time, that's fine. But the thing is, though, is that you need to keep the crowd and the folks at home, more importantly, entertained through the whole time through. And there's ways to go about it that doesn't feel like you're dragging your feet. And unfortunately, Wednesday night, Daniel Bryan and Hangman Page, which are arguably two of the best wrestlers in the industry right now, I will agree with you on that. They did not give us a fulfillful match instead we got them dragging their feet i feel like it can be executed on tv <clears throat> there's another good example leland july 26 2004 monday night raw chris benoit versus triple h 60 minute iron man match at no time when i watched that that i ever feel like that was dragging out the commercials didn't kill me it, it just the commercials made me want to go hurry the fuck up let's get back to the show because i want to see what happens mm -hmm. here fantastic mm -hmm. match in this one, the third commercial made me go, I don't even give a fuck who wins anymore. Let's just get this over with. I don't I don't yeah. know why that is. I don't know where that thought creeped into my head. I'm not sure where that started. I think I have to go with what Josh was saying. I think the holds started killing me. Like, fight, 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 hold, hold, hold. Go outside the ring, kick you in the face. Bring you back in the ring, hold, hold, hold. Submission, 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 submission. submission push you into the corner, do my little round kicks. Now I'm going to kick your fucking head in. Kick, 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 kick. Okay, now Adam's going to kick his head in. Kick, 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 kick. It's like, come on, man. Hurry the fuck up and get this over with. Like, that's how I, that's, it, that's what it, it turned into for me. And the problem with that is because they don't have, even with how diverse they are, they don't have a broadened move set. Their move set is not broadened enough to go for an hour match. That's the problem. They could have pulled off a 30-minute match, and it probably would have been a really good match. Oh, hang on. I got to stop you. Uh, Brian, uh, hang on. I've said his name wrong a thousand times tonight. Uh, so Brian far. Danielson Yay. has won every match that he's won in AEW since his debut. He's won with a different finisher. You see, you can't say that, Josh. There's no way that that's true. There's no way that that holds water. He absolutely can. The commercials, if anything, is what killed this match for fans. I will give you that. If you put this on a pay-per-view, commercial-free, you guys are having a different opinion. I, I can agree to that, but I still think the holds are too much. If you're going to go 60 minutes, you got to display everything in your arsenal. You cannot. Like Chris Benoit was a, was a tactician, right? He was a, he was a hold specialist. And his 60 minutes with, with Triple H, that was only like the first 10 minutes of the match. After that... Triple H was forcing him to go into brute mode. He had to actually fight. And that's mm -hmm. what made that match so amazing on Raw. That's a TV uh, episode. That's not a pay-per-view. These guys put on a pay-per-view match on TV. And that's because... Exactly. And the reason for that is because they have a wide variety. So, yes, 
to to acknowledge that you have Daniel Bryan finishing people in other ways, right? That's because his move set is stuck to certain aspects of the ring. Let's take Chris Benoit for prime example. Chris Benoit has his own turnbuckle move move set. He has his own in the ring move set. He has his own on the outside of the ring move set. He has his own on the side of the ring move set. He has his own through the ropes move set. Daniel Bryan has like five different moves he uses in the ring. And then he doesn't like, he has like what he does one, maybe one turnbuckle move. And then, I mean, that's all he has. So yeah, sure. He has like seven things that he could do eight things, but he's not, he doesn't have a wide variety of options. He just has seven holds. Okay. That's what I mean. I, I guess, I, I guess I get what you're saying. Um, I enjoyed the match. You guys needed, needed some different particulars there to enjoy it. Uh, that's fine. That's why we have a show. I like a little controversy. I want to say one more thing about Dante Martin. Uh, he didn't bury himself as bad as the week before Hook would have buried him. Because now that we have this to look back on, if Dante Martin uh, didn't have Hook's performance last week, the guy may have had a better chance, but he decided to go ahead and bury his own self in the ring. I wanted to say that earlier. wanted to get it out now. Moving on to the next topic. We now have Kevin Owens. He has re-signed with the WWE. And I, I don't know if you guys saw his, uh, his, his post about this, what he has to say about it. But and when, when asked, why did you re-sign with the WWE? Because everybody thought he was, you know, like a lot of other people, he was gonna, he's going to move on to uh, greener pastures. He simply said, I quote, I had to do what was best for my family. That doesn't sound like somebody that's excited about staying with WWE. That sounds like somebody who feels like they're pigeonholed. Honestly, I think it might be a good move for him. I think staying with the WWE is a good move for him. Creatively, uh, they're not doing a whole lot with him. However, you can't keep bringing people into AEW without getting lost in the shuffle. And I think Kevin Owens is smart enough to know that that's exactly what would happen to him right now. You guys, where do you stand on Kevin Owens staying with the WWE? If Kevin Owens wants to find a job where he becomes a new announcer for Raw, fantastic. Good, good for you, buddy. I'm glad you signed with uh, WWE so you can be put at a desk to talk about other guys wrestling. That's perfect for you, pal. Uh, if you'd have gone to AEW, okay, because in my opinion, we we don't we don't live to work. We work to live, right? So if you should enjoy your job that you're doing. You shouldn't feel like you have to uh, stay with somebody because you're making money off of it. You should feel like you love what you're doing. And uh, staying with WWE, Mr. Owens will, uh, you know, put you at a desk job. You can be what we call the next uh, Randy Savage, or you can be the next Samoa Joe. Uh, good for you, pal. I'm happy for you. Think it's time for him to settle down, or that's just what he's settling for? I think Josh is gathering his thoughts on this one. I think this is a tough one. <laughs> I was I was just waiting for you. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You go ahead. I was just okay. I was going to leave it at a short rant because I. It broke my heart to see he re-signed with WWE. I was really hoping to get him, you know, somewhere else, impact somewhere other than WWE. You know, I have I have a little bit of a different thought about it. My thought about him re-signing, I think that this will actually open the door for people to see, hey, we don't have to leave. We can make this work. And I think that WWE might be going in the direction that no one's really noticing. I think they're actually going in the direction of, like people that stay 
when they have a chance to leave, I think they're going to end up getting the pushes, and I think we're going to end up seeing this work out. So I'm, I'm hoping that with him staying, we're going to get a different angle. Well, I mean, do you have any predictions on what that angle is going to be? On what they could use him for? I mean, the problem is you, fl- you, you flip-flopped his character so many times that he's really in the middle, which everybody knows when you're in the middle he's a on a hill yep. and a baby face, you've now become a, f- a full jobber. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is what, what they need to do is probably almost bring him back to a hill, I believe. I believe KO was always better as a hill than he ever was face. I don't know why they ever kind of tried to change that up. And I think that maybe you need to throw him in an angle to start him out with maybe... I don't, know, I don't know if he should get maybe a title run right out the gate for maybe, you know, the United States or Intercontinental, one of, one of the two. But I don't know really right now. Kevin Owens is kind of in a weird, weird spot because they've kind of hurt his character. Big time. Yes. So you kind of have to go back to the drawing board and reassess what kind of character you're, you're kind of coming with. And I almost think if they're going to try to make that work, that we might want to see a Chris Jericho when he when he left for the second time and then came back the, the third time. Because when he had left the second time, he was still kind of like the funny, happy-going Chris Jericho that kind of pulled off some smart-ass moves. Yeah. But yeah. then when he came back, he was more like, fuck you, I'm doing what I want. And I think that that's, that should be the approach they should take with KO. Because they kind of have him in the I'm the jokey whatever mood. Mm-hmm. Scrap it. And go straight into the. I'm gonna do what I want now. Mm-hmm. I think they got a lot of work to go, man. They really do. I, th- I think that. I think I think he's have got him a, win money in the bank. He's got a lot to do. Say again. Have him win money in the bank. And then take it oh, from him in August. I know. Just like they there did we August. go. I just I I just I just got it. How about this? You have him win money in the bank. You have whoever at at the time, but we're not really sure yet. We, we have somebody win the Rumble, okay? At at WrestleMania, when the person at Rumble wins the belt and it's the face that they're going for, have KO cash in the money in the bank and smash him and then win the belt. And that'll put him over as a huge hill because they're going to be pushing this huge thing. Like, don't even hint at it. Don't even hint at it. Hint that, you know, he has, has the belt, whatever. But you're not even hinting at him chasing it. He's like, whatever. And then you and they're building up this whole angle of WrestleMania of the face that they're pushing at the time, going up against whoever has the belt, whatever. And it's this huge thing. And he finally wins it. And KO comes out and takes that fucking belt. What have you done? You have now completely scrapped all the bullshit you did with him. And now he is the hill that you need. I mean, you, you always come up with good ideas. And we just wish somebody's listening because... I don't like what I'm seeing with KO. I I was nervous to see him not sign and, and go with AEW because, like I said, I feel like he'd get lost in the shuffle right now. Um, but I'm not I'm not confident that WWE knows what to do with him at this point. They they they're making him too funny, and I don't I don't like him being funny. I like him being an ass kicker. One of the best matches he ever had was with was against Roman Reigns, and wasn't that at Money in the Bank last year? Him and Roman yep. Reigns had that uh, no holds barred match or whatever. Man, that was a that was a great a great match. Great, that was a good match. Fantastic match. He's so he has a man. lot in him. He has a lot of potential. Another angle that has a lot of potential in wrestling right now. Malachi Black is cutting some pretty awesome promos. Uh, I like this new mysterious promo he had. He breathed his dark life into whatever whatever student he has in front of him, which he referred to as the King. So. 
Who's the king? Who's going to be the big reveal? A lot of people are speculating that's going to be Cody Rhodes. This it's is his heel turn. He's going to be Rhodes. part of Malachi Black's team. Yep. It's Cody Rhodes. I'm convinced it's Cody Rhodes. And, it's, and, uh, and, it's, and instead of going away, he's just going to he's going to be a He's going to keep coming at you. Yeah. And my wife showed me an excellent article, by the way, about what, what Malachi Black is doing. And right now, whenever he spits that black mist on somebody, that is him transforming you into his army uh, for the House of Black. And uh, I think it's great. I guess apparently what's going on with some of the characters like uh, Cody Rhodes and, and Dante Martin, who have had the Black Mist, and Pac, who's also had the Black Mist in his face. These guys, Pac has always kind of had a heelish personality, right? So he's never yeah. really been a yeah. face. But Cody, in the way he's acting, I feel like the, the, the creative team was like, okay, so everybody's booing you now, Cody, so we have to pretend like you got spit in the face by Black Mist, and it's making you go heel, even though you don't want to, and you still want to be a face, but you can't control it anymore. I think the fans are going to really like this one. And uh, <laughs> you know what? If that's, if that's what they need to do to get Cody over, I, I think it's great. I, the fans want to see a heel Cody. They're asking for it. They're begging for it. And I think that's the way to do it if he isn't going to go off TV. Um, but to answer your question or to, 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 you know, piggyback off what you said, I think, first of all, Rampage was fire. And I think that Malachi Black is fire. Um, I know that they don't go together this week cause that was on dynamite or, or the winter's coming, but I, I just wanted to throw in there. I thought Rampage was, was a better show than when the winter was coming, by the way. That's fair. You're Day and night they better. Did better did. with one hour. Come on. You really think this angle, you think it's going to be. Cody Rhodes in this angle. I do. I have a feeling. I think they're leading towards that, yeah. <sighs> you know, it's like, he should just walk out. I mean, at this point, his <laughs> theme song should just be, American Nightmare. I'm married Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> Start AW, I'm the man. I'm the and man. And then instead... He's just needs to rewrite that entire song because I mean at, at this point, just cut your hair, put on a suit, and become Triple H. <laughs> Shave it bald. Yeah. Shave it bald. Shave your head bald. Become well, Triple H. As most AEW angles and most wrestling angles, I'm pretty optimistic. I think that if there's a way to to make this interesting again with Cody, it's it's probably to pair him up with uh, with Malachi Black. Um, I just don't know if I'm, I care. I, I really don't. I don't, I don't know if I care about this. Do you know what's a good example? Be a, go ahead. That, that fans are ready to see a difference out of Cody Rhodes. He comes out as what? Fuego two with, uh, with, uh, the, the El Fuego brothers or whatever they are. And he comes out as yeah, Fuego yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. The fans mm. lose their shit over that. Whenever Cody comes out as Fuego two, the fans love it. But if he comes out of his, if he comes out as his Cody Rhodes persona, people hate it. So they they like him the 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 the, the person they just want to see mm-hmm. a different character that he's bringing to the table, and uh, you know when Dan Lambert said it you know that it was that shit you know reality show that ruined it you know I I couldn't disagree um, I feel like that 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 reality show really fucked over Cody's whole character, and uh, I think he needs something else or go away for a while, but. I think the heel turn is what he needs, and I really think if he does it with Malachi Black, fans will actually start being okay with it. Now, you said you were going to start cheering for him just to spite him, so, you know, at least that gives you something, you know? 
<laughs> I did. I I was a little frustrated that day, and and yeah, I mean, yeah. I I do get I do get frustrated with this whole angle because I just feel like he's pandering, and I don't I don't want that. I, I don't I don't want it. Now we do have an example of this. You go back to the mid nineties, ninety six to be in, to be exact. Hogan in WCW coming out with the the red and yellow, yellow and red, however it may be. He was not he was not getting the fanfare at, at towards the end there. Not at all. But I don't Nobody know. If the, I don't think the all. fans were calling for him to go heel. I just think the fans were tired of the eat your vitamins gimmick. And let's not forget that this is right off the heels of the of the uh, the court case, the steroid court case with Vince uh, McMahon. I almost called him Vince Vaughn. That's funny. Um, <laughs> it was right on the heels of that, and. I just think fans were just kind of done with the red and yellow thing, but I, I don't know if they knew what they wanted. Maybe we were we were a dumber class of fan back then. I don't know. But when he came out as heel and he turned on Macho Man, he turned on the WCW, oh, I couldn't get enough of it. And I just feel like there's so much talk right now about Cody turning heel that there's no way that he's going to get that reception, that heel's reception that I think he's really looking for. I think people are going to look at it as he's pandering, and he's just, he's just, oh, okay, I guess you're going to try this now, Cody. That's why I keep falling back on go away. Just go away for a while. This all this all breathes new life if you go away for a few months. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Freshly squeezed is what I feel right now, folks, and if you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do. Production.